Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to Pulp Fiction. No. No. (laughs) The looks of dismay and shame and disappointment on both of your faces. No. Complete embarrassment for both of you that you're associated with this. Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the top five edition. We are counting down our top five favorite Christmas movies this week. Everybody listening has their favorite Christmas movies uh, that probably get replayed on TNT a hundred different times throughout the holiday season. We always talk about our stipulations before we jump into our list. Uh, my stipulation this week, I'm just going to say it right now. I didn't include movies unless their main thing was was Christmas or it was heavily saturated in Christmas. A lot of people argue Die Hard, Gremlins, Trading Places. I'll say right now I didn't include those, but if you include those in your list, that's totally cool. But just for the sake of my list, I didn't include those. Seeing as how I didn't even think about Die Hard and and Gremlins, which I generally associate with Christmas, I'm not going to add them now because I don't – yeah, I actually would say Gremlins probably may Gremlins qualify I would. more because there's because it, it is heavily saturated. Christmas yeah, music, and Christmas and music, wreaths, and well, and the whole point. Okay, I take back my stipulation on Gremlins, <laughs> but I stick by it with Trading Places and Die Hard. Also, will, Gremlins spoiler alert. I just feel that it's coming, but go ahead. Uh, but no, I, I now include Gremlins in the list. Oh. I think it should be counted. I thought oh, you were going to hit some plot points about why you include Gremlins. Well, no, in the I mean list. he buys the Mogwai for Christmas. That's not a big spoiler. I mean he buys Gizmo as the Christmas gift, it's which is, is the whole crux of the movie. So uh, no, Gremlins counts. I think. Yeah. Well, darn it. They probably would have been my top five. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> I didn't think about it. I'm punishing myself. And the listeners, but even though they know. Well, you, so. know, you know, Die Hard uh, is like hotly debated. Like, yep. you it know, is. People debate whether or not this I probably would have put Die Hard on my list, but probably as like an honorable mention because of that. Right. So whatever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jacob, your number Semantics. five favorite Christmas movie of all time. Gremlins? <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I have Bad Santa instead. Whoa, <laughs> really? Oh, heck yeah. Like, do, do y'all like Bad Santa? I, okay, Rachel and I watched this with my mom. I was going to say, that's my Once? that's my one memory, is that we went to the theater and saw Bad Santa with your mom. Oh, my god! And that gosh. was the most awkward yeah, thing. Oh, was, my god! Yeah, well, I, didn't, you know, I knew it was going to be a comedy, and I knew it was going to be kind of a jerk, but I didn't expect it to be as... <laughs> was, screw me Santa, screw me Santa, screw yeah. me Santa. That's, that's, the G, that's the PG version Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not expecting that. And, like, my mom never went out with, like, our group or whatever. It was, like, the one time she went to a movie with us. Like, oh, we'll go see a Christmas movie with my mom. Oh, that right. Yeah. That was awkward. I mean, yeah. I think it's because of what we just talked about. That's why yeah. I enjoy Bad Santa so much. I mean, like, <laughs> it caught me so off guard yeah. as far as, oh, it's this kind of a movie. And, but the thing is, it just kept pushing the limits. Billy Bob Thornton was, like, the most perfect cast. Yeah. It oh, seemed like for this for movie that. because of the hillbilly elements, the lying <laughs> elements, the piece of shit he was at, basically the entire movie. Yeah. How he abused and took advantage of other people. Um, yeah, he's really good was, at playing that role. He is, yeah. right? Um, forgive me for prying but did one of you um fornicate fornicate 
Yes, with a heavy set woman in the big and tall dressing room. Look, I've boned a lot of fat chicks in my time, sure. But uh, as far as I can recall, I've never fornicated anybody. Yes, well, even still, I think it's best for all parties considered if we... If we what? Well, I have someone else interested in the position. Before you do something stupid, you may want to think about this shit. What are you talking about? I'm talking about firing a little black midget, colored African-American small person. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your face all over goddamn USA Today is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 150 of these little motherfuckers all over the sidewalk out there. That's what I'm talking about. Little picket signs chanting and raving and using little bullhorns and shit like that. Screaming and hollering your name out. Unfair practices. Get me? No, no, no. This is not a handicapped thing. I, I have nothing against you people. You people? Did you hear that, Marcus? He said you people. You people. Who the hell is us people? Wait, 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 no, no. I, you don't under, what? He, no, no. Um, I mean, it was such a, I mean, it's, I guess such a pleasant surprise and a spin on what generally is Christmas season. But I mean, I've watched it several times and I always laugh. So have you, have you all only just seen it once? That was I, the only time I watched I, it. That's the only time I watched it. Now, I oh, will say man. I liked it. I thought it was funny. I thought funny. it was funny, but. It was weird watching with my mom. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but especially with my other friends around or whatever, but but I liked it. I thought it was funny. I just haven't gone back and watched it since. Yeah, probably so you, you, you were watch, like is it, still hiding you know, yeah. with, with the embarrassment or yeah. the awkwardness. or oh, That would be, you know, I, I think I said it before, like I remember I watched Babel with my mom, which is like oh. 1-30th of watching Bad Santa, Bad Santa with yeah, your mom. Exactly. Holy crap. So, <laughs> so is it one that you watch every year? No, no, oh, it's okay. not. But I mean, if I, if I come across it, I'll watch it for yeah. sure. I mean, um, if you remember, anyone listening, it came out in 2003, so it's been out for like 12 years yeah. now. Oh, it's actually now. a lot longer than I thought it was. But uh, weird. it's just got a lot of crazy elements in it. Uh, I, I want to point out that like, Bernie Mac is also in it. Also yeah. in it. And uh, Tony Cox, who you would also know from Me, Myself, and Irene, the uh, yeah. little person, because he's hilarious in it. Um, he's, he he's, he's great in it. So, um, if you haven't seen it in a while and you run across it and you just need a good laugh and your parents aren't around, check out Bad Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't go with Brandon's mom and watch oh my it. Gosh, I can't believe that. I would be mortified, man. <laughs> just yeah, mortified. I mean, luckily <laughs> Brandon's mom, another person's parent. Yeah. Brandon's mom is super cool. She didn't yeah. say anything. She didn't yeah. act like she was appalled by this right. movie no, or anything. I mean, Rachel, she's super cool, but it was still awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, you, you, do you ever remember when you're like 11 or 12 years old and you'd be watching something and then, like a sex scene out of nowhere would come on. You're watching it with your parents. You just feel so weird and icky. Like, oh yeah, like like you feel, well, and you kind of want to leave the room, or you kind of want your parents to leave the room. Uh, well, if they leave the room, that would be even more awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like how bad Santa was for like well, an hour and a half. And then there's like <laughs> yes, those those sexual innuendos that you, you don't want your parents to know that you get. Right. Like, yeah. Like, why is he yeah. laughing at this? Right. Yeah. What have you been doing? <laughs> right, exactly. Why do you know what a rim job is? <laughs> uh, anyway, good movie. Funny movie. This is good. Dad told me, Mom. Good. <laughs> fappening. Anyway. Yeah. Why do you know what the fappening is? <laughs> My mom was a big fan of the fappening. <laughs> 
Rachel, you're Jake, number four. We're going to a really Jake, weird place Jake for a Christmas movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> see what you do with Bad Santa. Uh, see what Bad Santa does to all of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, my only stipulation was I didn't count Christmas specials. Oh, yeah, I didn't, that's a completely separate li- li- yeah, list of mine. Like, is. a lot of times they'll get it lumped in, like, Charlie Brown right. Christmas or Rudolph or Frosty. To me, that's a completely different category. Yeah, I left those out just okay. to cover that. Um, my number five is Surviving Christmas, which got terrible reviews. Just terrible. I've never heard of it. Um, it oh, really? It's And I do watch it every single year. I really, really love this movie. It's it's uh, starring Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Jacob's face. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. And Christina Applegate. Yes. Um, and this, it came out in 2004. This was during the whole Benefer yep. thing. And it's so, when it was cool to hate Ben Affleck. Yes. It, it was during that Everybody time hated Ben Affleck yeah. at the time. It's got 7% on Rotten Tomatoes and it has a 5.3 on IMDb, but I have rated it a nine because this movie gets to me gets unnecessary criticism. This movie is actually really funny. Um, it's basically Ben Affleck is this rich marketer for his area. He works at an ad agency or something like that. And uh, he, he only had his mom, uh, but he doesn't spend Christmas with his mom or whatever. So he is going and he's trying to like, I guess resolve things from his past so he goes to his childhood home and the people living in it currently are Catherine O'Hara and James Gandolfini and his family and so uh, through a series of events he ends up like moving with them and becoming part of their family like he pays to be part of their family mm-hmm. it's a big day for this family very well alright uh, Mr. Latham agrees to pay the sum of $250,000 to the Valcos for Services rendered until 11.59 p.m. on Christmas Day. Now for said sum, the Valco family will aid Mr. Latham in recapturing those childhood Christmas memories, including, but not limited to, all due festiveness, celebrations, various and sundry merriments, and Yuletide glee. Agreed! Agreed, right? Faking it anyway, might as well get paid. Yeah, uh, will there be anything else? Oh, yeah, I, I gotta sleep in Brian's room. What? No. What are you talking? Where's this going here? What do you mean? I, like it says in the contract, I get to sleep in my old room. Oh, come on. Creepy, you know, grievance guy wants to sleep in my room? I mean, if I wanted that, I'd use one of those bus tickets these guys keep sending me over the internet. Oh, man, I just want to sleep in my old room like it says in the contract. Brian, you're in the guest room. But my computer's not in the guest room, Mom. How am I supposed to study? Use your imagination. While Ben Affleck is pretty annoying in this movie, he's also really, really likable at the same time. Mm-hmm. Somehow he manages to pull off both. Yeah, um, you can jump. At Brandon, he's pretty watches. good at cocky funny. Yeah, Actually, he this is has a funny. pretty big cast in it. A pretty decent cast. Yeah, it's yeah. got a really good a cast in it, and I legitimately laugh out loud like every single time I watch it. And several times, Brandon, you can jump in. I know you watch it every year too. Yeah, it's a family tradition for for us too. We. Listen, you said it right. Is it really? It's, yeah, like uh, me and my never, brother and sister-in-law and whatever girl I happened to be dating that year always watch it together. <laughs> uh, so Missy's oh. got to watch it the last three years and for the next 50 years. Um, 
Uh, she's going to listen to the show. Uh, and then my brother Travis also watches it with this. But no, seriously, this movie is hilarious. It was cool to hate him at the time. Uh, so I do think it was unfairly judged. It's a hilarious movie. Uh, d- don't listen. This is the movie that I always fight for like every Christmas. Me like, too. Here's the deal. I've had so many people watch this. Like maybe that were hanging out with this at the time at my brother's house. Uh, or told people to watch it. Every single one of them are like, uh, I heard this movie is terrible. And then they watch it and they think it's hilarious. So it's probably the most I've ever disagreed with critics because usually when a movie gets this bad reviews, like this many, like that it universally. Gets, that it starts getting good reviews because it's like so bad it's good. Well, well, no. No. Usually when it's this bad, I agree. Like, well, this oh. is a crap movie. Like the, when it's that bad, you know, it's a mix. Like there can be a difference of opinion or whatever. But usually when a, a score is that bad, it's usually right. It's usually correct. But this one, I think they completely missed the mark. Uh, I, I, it's hilarious. Their consensus hilarious is movie. that it is an is unpleasant characters attacking each other for 90 minutes before delivering a typical hollow anti-consumerist message. I didn't get that from the movie at all. No. I don't like movies where people argue with one another. And while there is tension there, I definitely didn't get that they're just bickering for 90 minutes. Whatever, Rachel. I mean, it's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you saw the heart. I think that they didn't, you know, do... I don't don't think that it was... There's a lot of heart in it. No, it it wasn't. I don't think it was hollow at the end. I think that they earned what they got. I I definitely agree. So all that to say, probably a lot of people haven't watched Surviving Christmas because it looks so terrible. But if you're looking for like, oh, I just want to try a new Christmas movie this year, at least give it a shot. I think it's really funny. And I think everybody I've showed it to has enjoyed it just like with you. I'm not exaggerating. I probably had like 20 people that never either purposely never watched it because they heard it sucked or just hadn't heard of it. Every single one of them really thought it was hilarious. Exactly. Uh, this director also directed uh, Shrek Forever After, Sky High, Deuce Bigelow, Mel Gigolo, and the SpongeBob movie. So that's what you're working with here. I really that's liked me Sky being, High. That's me being condescending. <laughs> I really liked Sky, Sky High. Sky High and SpongeBob so. were both really good. That's true. That's I enjoyed true both of those movies. <laughs> uh, and James Gandolfini, hello. Yeah. Hey, he's yeah, not great in everything. He's in The Mexican. Just uh, saying. Well, he's great in this. He does a lot of um, angry... Uh, Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano breathing. He does. Um, he does. <laughs> uh, I think it's great. Highly recommend. My number five favorite Christmas movie of all time is kind of my uh, is my underrated one as well. Uh, Scrooged, starring Bill Murray. It's a great movie. It's hilarious. No, I've actually never seen it. it gets, really, it I'm gets surprised. no respect. You know what? I'm surprised by. I'm surprised that this hasn't become, in a way, like a really popular cult classic because. You know, Bill Murray is so cool, like, with the hipsters to like right now. He's become this, like, cool. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm looking right now at the cast. It's Bill Murray, Karen Allen, John Forsyth, John Glover, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, Carol Kane, Robert Mitchum. This is my fa- – uh, oh, um, Alfred Woodard. Uh, it's my favorite spin on the whole s- – You should uh, just Scrooge. read the whole cast. Yeah, no. I was <laughs> uh, on uh, the whole Ebenezer Scrooge – Story. It's my favorite spin on it because Bill Murray is such a jackass. Oh, huge. here's the deal. I love funny jackasses. This has been a running theme. Where, whereas Jacob loves it when a group of dudes hang out together in movies. Whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love funny jackasses, and Bill Murray is such a jerk in this movie. You know, he's playing the the Scrooge character. I mean, he's not. He's 
he's like this big exec guy who's like really you know but he's so mean spirited and rude oh, and condescending awful. but not in the old man scroogey stereotypical way in a very kind of modern asshole way yeah <laughs> yes yeah. he is in this movie and and it's so funny but then when but what's great is when he becomes a good guy you know because it's the scrooge character the ghost of christmas past present and future and when you know when he flips he's still really funny but in a jackass way but he's a nice jackass now <laughs> but he's still like a jackass yeah, I lo- you got to see Scrooge. It's actually on Netflix right well, now. Well, I think um, I started watching it a couple years ago, and I kind of just didn't like the first ten or fifteen movies, uh, minutes of it, and so I just mm-hmm. kind of turned it off. Maybe that's what it seems to happen. But you're right. I've heard for a long time that this is a cult Christmas movie. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I mean, I know I'll watch it eventually because I like Bill Murray. I generally like everything that he does. Like I'm a big fan of Groundhog Day, and it sounds like he yeah. plays a somewhat similar character, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, he's very good at playing that kind of oh, yeah. smart ass, you know, smart mouth character. So yeah. well, that's Bill Murray in almost it every is. single movie. It really is. Really? It really is. So I mean I'm sure I would like it. I am really surprised that critics gave it a thirty eight on M D B. But the fans surprising. gave it a seven. So Yeah, the know. fans gave it a seven. Uh, uh, Ron well and they got sixty seven on Rotten Tomatoes. Sixty seven Rotten so. Oh my God! It's Lou Hayward, your old boss, and your best friend. But you're dead. Seven years. Has it been that long? Geez, I—I I mean, to look at you, I wouldn't have guessed more than three tops. Oh, Frank! Frank, you are in trouble. Big trouble. All right. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that you're right, that I am in big trouble. What exactly would that mean? Look at me. Look at your future. Now, if you don't change your ways, you're going to wind up doomed, just as I am. (coughs) One minute. I'm on the 14th hole at Wingfoot, lining up a putt. A heart attack later... I'm a worm feast. No, 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 no. You're not a worm feast. You're a hallucination brought on by alcohol, Russian vodka poisoned by Chernobyl. I've been under a lot of pressure lately. I've been putting on a big silence. Ouch. I had it all. I was a captain of industry. Feared by men, adored by women. Adored. Let's be honest, Lou. You paid for the women. Uh, I will say that I actually had a hard time get. I hadn't watched it in a long time until last year. I rewatched it again, and I had a hard time with it at the beginning because he's such a jerk. Like I was like, I don't know if I can take this for an entire movie. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's totally worth it. For anyone listening, uh, it's directed by Richard Donner, who also did the Lethal Weapon series, the Goonies, and the Superman movies. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that says something. It's yeah, no it sky high or SpongeBob. But. <laughs> there you go. Scrooge is my number five favorite Christmas movie of all time. Go see it if you haven't. Jacob, your number four favorite Christmas movie of all time. Well,. Scrooge was your Christmas Carol story, but mine is The Muppets Christmas Carol. Dude, it was so Love close to be Muppets. my number five. Okay, Christmas Carol. Uh, this is an, probably a nostalgia one because uh, this came out in 1992, so oh, whatever. But I actually think up, it's dude. a really, really good. It's still uh, good. Christmas movie, movie in general. Obviously, it's a great Muppet movie. Yes. Uh, it's just so clever, colorful. Yes. Uh, it, I mean, really well done. I mean, look, these are characters that we, a lot of us have grown up with and we love anyway. So it's, it's really kind of an easy sell to me 
because yeah. uh, you you combine that with a great story, mm-hmm. and um, it was just a lot of fun, a lot of spin, really good music in it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've I've always been a, a big fan of the Muppet Christmas Carol. In life, the Marleys had been business partners with a shrewd moneylender named Ebenezer Scrooge. You will meet him as he comes around that corner. Where? There. When? Now. There he is, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. Say, is it getting cold around here? mention on my list it, it was this close yeah. to be my number five like i'd strongly strongly consider it for my number five we actually watched it with our friend mj and honestly i watched it as a kid and even though i loved the muppets as a kid i mostly watched the show i'd only kind of sort of remembered a muppets christmas carol from my childhood then i actually watched it kind of fresh as an adult and thought it was hilarious yeah it's really funny and so well done those rats the, man the rats They're are so funny <laughs> the rats are good yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is it's sharp writing i mean know oh, it's based off of a, a classic novel but it's still you know muppets it's still the muppets it's still sharp writing i mean it is uh I, anyway i've said my piece on it it's great no, no, it's a great it I'm puts so me in the mood and and i knew i knew without a doubt it was going to make <laughs> my mood. In the mood. Yeah. hey baby you want to watch muppets well, christmas, christmas, christmas. It is, it's normally it puts me in the christmas spirit <laughs> damn it <laughs> <laughs> what gets you going Crap. Muppets Christmas Put Carol. Put on some Barry White. Give me some oysters and let's watch Muppets Christmas Carol. Oysters. Uh, I feel defeated. Okay. <laughs> that is a great choice. That's up there with Austin Powers for one of my favorite Jacob choices. Uh, Rachel, your number four favorite Christmas movie of all time. My number four is Elf, in which seems kind of like a... I know that Elf is super popular and it is the modern christmas classic it is uh yeah. so four might seem kind of low for a lot of people but there's been a lot of really good christmas movies so uh elf actually lands at four probably because must nostalgia for the other ones ahead uh factors into that as well but elf is fantastic everybody loves elf so quotable probably oh i don't know it's definitely one of will ferrell's best roles i have a hard time calling it the best oh, one I because think it's of one anchorman of those top, top ones for sure oh yeah it's top three for it's, sure. it's that an anchorman for sure yeah uh i don't i don't really know how else to cover elf everybody's seen elf if you haven't then that's just stupid uh but his character is so great so childlike and fun i like zoe de chanel's character a lot yes um and her singing voice. Yes. She, of course, has a great singing voice. The soundtrack to it is great. Everything about Elf is great. There's 
I don't have one complaint with. Yeah, Elf there's a whatsoever. lot of fun characters. It's good. Ca- it's really well cast. Like, it is. You know, James Con. What a random yeah. actor to be in a movie like this. Yeah. Because uh, you know he can be. I mean, I don't know, stone face, but I mean, like he certainly plays a good, a good Scrooge. Yeah. You know, and uh, well, this was a fun element to the movie. I think the reason Peter Dinklage. Why? Oh, Peter Dinklage. <laughs> he's, great he's, the he's a great angry. Um, yeah. He's fantastic. One reason why Will Ferrell works so well in this movie is because really. So much of his his humor can be childish. Yes, yeah. yep. and it's perfect for this role. Yes, it, he he's so lovable because he's childlike. But I love that you still have the fantasy elements, even though it takes place in New York and kind of real world. Because it starts yeah, off. It seems very at the magical. Yeah, it's yeah. very magical. It's it was a movie when I saw it in the movie theaters. I was like, this is going to be class. Like as soon as I yep. saw it, you know, because it it takes. There hadn't been one really since Home Alone. Yeah, uh, that's true. you know, before that, most of the classics are from the eighties and the and 70s I don't think there's been 60s. one since. Yeah, and there really hasn't been one since. Well, my number four, you can argue, it would be a couple maybe. Yeah, but but Elf. But this is, is the one that stands out the most. It is oh, of the past of all the Christmas movies in the past twenty years. Elf is by far and away the biggest, the most popular, the most iconic. It's hilarious. It's sweet. So quotable. It's very quotable. Uh, and uh, Bob Newhart made a great elf as well. That was another interesting casting choice. Was. That was really good. Did you know, speaking of casting choices, did you know that Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story plays one of the elves in the beginning? I did know that, actually. That, that's kind of, uh, he's the one that's like. He's the one with but, the super blue eyes. Yes, he yeah. is. And he's like, but I didn't know that until years later. And yeah. he's like, oh my God, it's him. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I also want to throw out that I had my first kiss during elf. Boom. Weren't you like 28? Yeah, I was. <laughs> what of it? <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Just that kidding. put you in the mood. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, <laughs> my number four favorite Christmas movie. Uh, I'm probably the only one that's going to list this, but I love Love Actually. Uh, yeah, you have said that before. I adore this movie. Um and I saw it, and I didn't expect. I'm not a big rom com guy, big romantic comedy guy. There are some that I like more than others, but for the most part, I'm not. They're mostly really generic. They're really cut and paste, and I usually don't like the characters. But I love the interweaving stories of love, actually, and I love the basic premise. And I'm purposely saying the word love a lot while I'm talking about it. That it was all about love. I mean, from the very beginning, Hugh Grant's voiceover. He tells you exactly what the movie is about uh, when he's we're at, they're at the airport and he's talking about the many different types of love, whether that be a father and a son. And look, you have a story of a father and a son, whether it be a couple and you have the stories of couples, whether it be, um, you know, kind of forbidden love or whatever. So it covers all these different friendship. And I love how they interconnected, of course. Uh, I thought it was really, really funny. It's soaked in Christmas from the music to the atmosphere to everything. Uh, and it had a lot of great characters. And uh, I just love this movie. Do you guys even like this movie? I, don't, I have no Rich? idea what you guys think of Love, actually. I saw it once. I don't think I've sat down and watched it again. It came at a not great part of my life, and that's what I associate that movie with, so I don't really ever need to see it again. This was released right after Elf, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no. first and last kiss. <laughs> my life is sad. Uh, I remember thinking, like, this is a good movie, but I associate it with, with bad things. 
Really? Yeah, mm. and they did come out very close together. Huh. Well, <laughs> um, I don't know. I've I've always been on the fence about this movie because I've always thought there were too many storylines that were going on with it. I also thought there are certain elements that kind of killed the story, a.k.a. the kid. Um, I love the kid. Oh, that kid was a terrible actor. That whole story with him and Liam Neeson drove me insane. I love that story. Yeah, I will. I, I will. I, I will agree with you that all their intertwining of. Uh, I mean, I like stories like that when they work, and it, and it works here in essence. Um, but there, are, I can't. I can't argue that there are characters that I do love in this, this story. I think Bill Nye's character, oh, he's the, hilarious. The, the cynic, sarcastic, you know, burnout yes. music, musician, he was he was hilarious. Oh, it was it. so funny, especially um, when, like he's criticizing his own song, talking about what oh, crap yeah. song it that, is. That was by far to me the funniest part of it. I thought Emma Thompson. We've talked about this before. Yes. I thought Emma Thompson was a the best actor in this by movie, far. especially the scene where she uh, where she receives a gift that kind of catches her off guard. That's all yes. I'm going to say about it. Yeah, uh, it's handled very well. And it's she, like and that's it's like where Emma pe- Thompson is such a great actress, in my opinion. It's like a piece of of Oscar acting in the middle of this Christmas yeah. romantic comedy. Out of nowhere, you see this like Oscar worthy acting. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, the Hugh Grant story is also another one that I was kind of like eh on, but you know, I think you have to take that with a grain of salt because Hugh Grant as a prime minister kind of rolls a joke in itself, right? Yeah, but I mean, I I like the storyline. I think more so because the actress that plays his love interest is. She's kind of a hottie. In it, she is you know? a hottie, um, and I like. But she actually more so. She's she's cute as a button. She is. She is. She's and adorable. So you automatically like like this person. Yeah. Um, Karen Knightley's uh, whole storyline was you know pretty cool, but yeah. that's probably because she's hot. Um, <laughs> and then really the kind of the the best because um, there's a lot of cameos in this. Yeah, but the are. best one by far is Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, he was great. Where he yeah. wraps up the the presents. Yeah. And uh, and he talks because I'm not used to yeah, him talking. No, it's so weird to hear Mr. Bean talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's a really classic scene in my opinion. So I, they, this didn't even make my honorable mention. I actually didn't even think. I actually didn't even think about this movie. Um, but that's probably for a reason. It's probably because I have so many issues with like Colin For Colin Firth storyline that was dumb as well. I loved it. So I go back and forth. I, mean, I still gave it a seven here. So you know whatever. Um, yes. I, most women I know love it. Oh, women do. Me and all the women love. And this most movie. women I know love Frozen. So Brandon fits right in <laughs> right? that category. So I'm fine with that. I will stand up and fight for both those movies. <laughs> uh, I really want you to put "I feel it in my fingers" in the background while we're talking about this. Oh yeah, feel it the in my fingers. Oh, that actually wasn't a terrible made-up song. <laughs> Because her character is interesting, it is. Even though it's that's also really another storyline story that's kind a of a, you know, a bit much for me. So there, there just was a little too much there. But there are other parts that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, I love the whole thing. 
Uh, you mentioned another one that I thought was really funny was the the British guy who wants to come to America because he's convinced. Oh, yeah. He's convinced oh, that he'll score all kinds of chicks. That was such a BS, but hilarious. But hilarious. Scene when he yeah. shows up, and who are the actresses in that? It was, it was uh, another Elisha cameos. Cuthbert. Uh, was yeah, Elisha Cuthbert. Uh, was Denise insane. Richards. Denise Richards was one, I think. Um, yeah, Denise Richards. She's, like, she's the hot one. I mean, it was such. I love that storyline too. I, I, I forgot about that part. That was pretty funny. Oh, if, you know, Chuite Ezio for. Yeah, like sometimes played. these movies. What was it like? Uh, Andrew Lincoln, Rick Grimes. He yeah, played, he was. Well, like, he was in uh, it. movie forty three, New Year, New Year's Eve came out. Three, yeah, four years they, ago. They, like when they overpacked them yeah. with so many actors and actresses. This was probably one of the rare cases where it kind of worked. Uh, even though I'm still kind of on the fence with it. Well, this was Whereas a good movie. Where's those? Those, those, those are terrible movies. Terrible. Uh, those, awful. those are yeah. not even comparable, really. Those to me are like kind of like the romantic comedy versions of like date movie and epic movie and stuff like that. They're just terrible. They're they're just bad bad movies. Um, but the uh, I forgot the, Billy Bob Thornton plays the U.S. president. He does, it. and he's a he's a jerk too. He comes on to a uh, Hugh Grant's woman. I'm stalling because I'm trying to find those women's names. I mean, it's all they're all famous actresses. Yeah, now. they are. I think it's at the very end. I think I looked this up before. Uh, January Jones, January Jones, Elisha Cuthbert, uh, Ivana M- M- Milchevich. Yeah, <laughs> say it like that. Probably and one then more at the here. end, Den- Denise Richards shows up. I don't remember Dean Denise Richards. I think she was too old. Shannon, oh, Elizabeth? Shannon, it was Shannon, Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. Okay. Denise. Well, there's Denise Richards. Richards. Yeah, I thought so. Because yeah, he brings <laughs> the them back sexy for one, his... the real <laughs> friendly one. The yeah. cast. I don't remember her being in this. Yeah, yeah. It's at the very end, and I wanted to mention also that it's it's written and directed by Richard Curtis, who has a a great track record. In case you didn't know, um, I'm stalling too. Uh, he did. Uh, he's done a lot of the B movies and Bridget Jones. Not Diary, a, I can see that Notting because Hill. Notting Hill is a good movie. It is. Yeah. So I never saw the a Bridget bunch Jones of other movies. girly movies that I like as well. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, Jacob, your number three favorite <laughs> Christmas movie of all time. Uh, I feel like we're going to kind of start getting into generic territory ter- ter- here, or obvious territory. Probably, it's um, bound to happen. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Uh, is my number three. Heck um, yeah. I know there's a lot of people who put this at one, uh, understandably so. To be honest, I didn't see Christmas Vacation until I was in my 20s. I didn't grow up watching it. I didn't even see it in the 90s. Um, so I've really recently been watching it these last couple of years, but I totally recognize its brilliance. Uh, I can't, Unfortunately, I can't quote it like a lot of people can. I can. I mean, even one year I, I went as... Um, Cousin Eddie for Halloween, and, nice. and people were going shitters full, and I'm like, yeah. You didn't even know that line. No, That's like his uh, most favorite. I know. Line. I, I, I picked up on it a couple hours into Halloween, <laughs> but um, I, I can't own it, I'll, or I'll own up to not knowing. But um, you know, and I'm actually not a big fan of Chevy Chase either. Um, but I do know that he had some, you know, some pretty classic roles throughout the eighties. Yeah. Between um, this probably being his number one. Well, this and Caddyshack right. and Fletch. Oh, I forgot about Caddyshack yeah. too. Yeah. You're right. Um, I don't know. Well, that that's. And three amigos. Sorry. Yeah, so, so big fan of the movie. Um, I don't know. We can probably talk about all classic parts, but I'm going to hold off in case it comes back up. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely coming back up, but I will say it's not going to come back up on my list. <laughs> so spoiler alert. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Nothing but professionals here. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to come back up. Not on my list, but definitely on somebody. 
<laughs> I'm the black sheep here. Uh, as far as I, this movie I'm so the much. oddball. I think the Christmas Vacation is overrated. Really? It, it is. It is a lot of people's favorites, and it's just kind of one of those. Like I thought it was funny. Do you think that you don't like it as much because it's kind of mean spirited? Possibly. Possibly. It is. I mean, it doesn't have that warm. Yeah, happy I, feeling that, that, that other made, Christmas that movies have. It's such a cynical, mean movie. It is. You know, whereas you talked about like with Scrooge, um, you know, in the beginning, you didn't like that he was. I kind of felt like Christmas Vacation. There's is like more that heart out. There, there is, is there's, still there's more heart, heart to Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah, there's there a is, there's a the, character development that right. Chevy Chase's character Clark Griswold remains the same pretty much throughout right. the entire. He movie. does, and and the family remains the I don't same. No, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with the that because remains. he wants the best for his family, and he just wants yeah, that bonus. A, he's so he not can pay a for bad. He's not things. a bad guy, but he doesn't uh, grow as a person. He just has this bad movie. luck throughout the this, movie. I mean, the, this is the entire National Lampoon. All of those. He doesn't. He's the. He is this character. Yeah, that character doesn't grow wanna, or yeah. change. He just is because who he, he is. always has bad luck. He doesn't have a chance. Yeah, but I don't necessarily. My best argument to this. The kids are kind of brats the wives kind of they're not so much in this movie they are in other national lampoon movies i i i I think it's fine i think it's kind of funny but it it doesn't give me the warm christmas feelies yeah i can totally see that i mean it's still great but i get it it. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i know i know i'm i'm in the minority a lot of people love christmas vacation but i i personally think it's overrated that's me. Well, maybe it'll come up again later, and then we yeah, can talk maybe. about it some Who knows? more. <laughs> Rachel, your number three favorite really Christmas good. movie of all time. Uh, my number three favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. Oh, now that, Rachel, is what I call a great choice. Well, thank you, Brandon. I have a feeling it might come up later on in this conversation. Yeah, me well. too, but not on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm because it will be brought up again. I do want to cover one thing that's always stood out to me, and I don't know if a lot of other people notice this about Home Alone. But next time you watch it, look for all of the red and green in it. Literally, everything is red and green in this movie, and it's kind of shocking if you've never noticed it before. From um, the carpet into their house to the wallpaper to what every single character is wearing. I feel like this is the first time I've ever heard. Rachel make a technical observation. <laughs> You're absolutely right, but looking at the pictures, here. I mean, it's like it, there is what like holy crap! I it's feel about stupid time you not, said something smart on that. the show, Rachel. I know, God. Uh, but I just noticed that probably like that's ingenious. Four years yeah. ago, but it keeps it keeps that feel of Christmas. Like it's just like Christmas is threw up all over this movie, which is um, amazing. It, and it is amazing, but that's hmm. one thing that maybe not everybody has noticed, but. Everything in this movie is red and green. That's awesome. I like, and well, to be honest, there's a lot of white in here too. There is too. Um, uh, just by looking at these, I mean, there's not a lot of pictures on IMDb, but just by looking at it, like that's you see uh, her, the his mother on a payphone with green in the wallpaper in the airport. Mm-hmm. You know, Kevin's you know wearing red sweater and all that. Like even the door to the back door has red curtains on everything, it. Like, it's everything in the entire house for sure is huh. red and green. I never caught that before. That's awesome. Of course, so, I haven't seen this movie in years. It's a but. good, it's a good subtle little thing that kind of keeps it feeling Christmassy the entire time without you even noticing little things like that. That's great. So that's my little t- I just, extra tidbit on home alone. Which that is, is a great, which um, I think is great. And I actually didn't grow up with a lot. Like I saw it as a kid, we didn't watch it a lot because my parents didn't like how disrespectful he was 
too is i mean they then they're right kevin McAllister's a little jackass uh he's and they, awesome. uh which is why brandon of course loves him and <laughs> but my parents weren't too keen on uh oh my gosh i was trying to re- they they did not like things where kids disrespected their parents and i was trying to remember the one line Ugh. Brandon, you'll know it. I hope I, I never see you again. Yeah. Or whatever. What I hope I never see you What was again. the beginning of that? I don't want to see you for the rest of the night. Yeah. I don't want to see you again for the rest of my life. <laughs> that kind of stuff didn't go over well with my parents. But I think it's very funny as an adult. So anyways, Home Alone is my number three. It's a good flick. It's on my honorable mentions. And I can't say that I don't laugh every time that I see it. I do. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to say where it's at on my list. But if you remember right, it was in my... Top five favorite movies of all time. <laughs> so probably, probably fairly high. Wow. <laughs> actually, I can't remember if it actually made my top five or if it was an honorable mention. Um, my number three favorite Christmas movie of all time is bar none the best movie that's going to be on this entire oh. uh, show <laughs> as far say. as like actual movies are concerned. <laughs> and neither of you bastards have seen it. <laughs> I, 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 I vowed to watch this movie this year. But you, you're I, I, freaking 32 years old. I don't. I'm glad you're going to watch it now. When but, we decided to on. do this list like last week or whatever, I was like, I'll watch it before we do this review. And I didn't well, watch it. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon told me like here, last night, he's like, maybe we should watch it so you'll have seen it before the podcast. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to start watching that right Actually, now. the reason why we did the list this early before Christmas is Christmas is to get people motivated to watch more Christmas movies right. in yeah. the next two weeks. Yeah. And Rachel and I are already failing. We haven't even said the title yet. It's a Wonderful Life is <laughs> my number three favorite Christmas movie of all time. And I'm not just putting this there because it's like you can't have a list without it's wonderful life or you know it is sound like oh uppity or whatever no it is legitimately a great great movie and it would deserve it deserves a spot on the afi list and all those things it's a classic not just a christmas classic it's a classic movie and um of course i mean James all Stewart, of the people read frank frank capra directed it uh, go ahead. Everybody in every Christmas movie is always watching it. So yeah, I mean, it's. I just try not to be cliche. Is all. It's the yeah, but not watching it. It's the Christmas movie of all time. It's it is such. It's a magical movie from the aspect of of being a Christmas movie. Yes, but what really makes this movie so great is the George Bailey character. And what a wonderful man he is. He's such such great character and integrity and he's so noble and like what he sacrifices and, and it's all about love. You know, Christmas when it comes down to it, if you want to be serious, it's the season of love and you know, it's celebrating Christ being born and Christ was all about love and that's what this movie is. To me, this movie is about the spirit of love and he encapsulates that but but it's also very well done there's a lot of funny moments and there's a real villain in it who's who's terrible and and you love these characters you love this movie and i hate that you guys haven't watched it and i hope that this list motivates you two to see it's a wonderful life mary i got him here from the airport just as quick as i could the fool flew all the way up here in a blizzard New York. Oh, I left right in the middle of it. As soon as I got Mary's telegram. Good idea, Ernie. A toast <laughs> to my big brother George, the richest man in town. 
Christmas present from a very dear friend of mine. Look, Daddy, teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That's right. That's right. Out of boy, Clarence. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty bored right now. I still, I still like, am not motivated to watch I was, it. I even was, though I said I'm going to watch it. I was going to make Christmas. snoring noises right before you brought up Jesus, and then I was like, "Oh, well, I can't do it now. That's just wrong." I, I will, I will back Brandon. Then on several podcasts since we started doing this, he's brought this movie up, whether it be uh, George Bailey, yes. or it, it just being generally a great movie. Yes, you said a lot of good things about it, so I believe you when you say it's your number three. But Thank uh you. stood up <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I I need to watch it just so I can tell people Merry Christmas Emporium. Merry Christmas Emporium. Exactly. I just want to be able to legitimately He's such say a great that character. To you're gonna you're gonna love George Hey but you guys <laughs> I, I am curious to see even if it's we need to watch this before Christmas is over because I want to hear your opinions on It's a Wonderful Life uh, before Christmas comes. So can we make a Pulp Fiction and a Pinky feel Promise? That was After on Tuesday, the... I, I, okay. I will be watching a lot of movies. Okay. All right. Cool. It was already on my plans of things right. to do. Cool. And this is way down the list. No. <laughs> <laughs> I told myself I'd watch this one before Christmas. Okay. Good. Jacob, your number two favorite mm-hmm. Christmas movie of all time. Uh, my number two is Elf. And uh, I tried not to say too much when Rachel was talking, but it's it's so hard not to want to jump in at the time. But um, some of the things I just want to add on to is that this was directed by John Favreau, who I think is a very underrated uh, director at this point. Yeah, for all I mean, the, the great movies he's continuously coming out with, and he also has his hands in writing on. Yeah. I mean, because here's other movies he's done: Iron Man, he's done Chef. Chef was um, I loved a Chef. criminally underrated movie. Right. Yeah, I mean, like people movie. were like, oh, everything works out too well. It's too easy. It's too whatever. But it's like at the same time, it's just a good, solid, uh, you know, good feeling movie. I love I Chef. Mean, it's not the best movie of the year, but it's a really good, solid, yeah. makes you feel happy movie. And yep. plus, he does a really good job of, of, of doing the details, say, of Chef, of like the cooking and getting yeah. what it's like to work in a kitchen. He really landed those kind of mo- no- moments where what it's like to work with other cooks. Because <laughs> uh, I worked in the restaurant industry for a long time. And I can say it's pretty spot on. With a lot of the language yeah. and the the drinking and things like that. Going back to Elf, though, <laughs> what, what John Favreau did so well here is that he took so many things that we knew in our in our childhood. Say like the the claymation characters, right? The Frosty the Snowman character, which you know, I it's been years. I'm not even years, decades since I'd seen some of those old claymations. Yeah, but I knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. Now, now, would a ten year old recognize that? No, but but they would probably still appreciate the kind of cool animation or that they use, you know, but for us, it's just clearly nostalgia and it's such a great touch and it's smart. I mean, that just makes sense. And then you throw in this character like Will Ferrell, this, well, yeah, this actor like Will Ferrell who can pull these kinds of things off in the right situation. I think that's why Anchorman works so well, you know, I've said this before. It's when you kind of get those moments where he really just goes off, where it's too much Will Ferrell. But here, because he acts like such a good, innocent, naive character, right. it just makes it so much more fun for us as the audience because he's a he's a man trapped or he's a child trapped in a man's body in essence, or like I said, just a naive character, and it just makes it so funny. But that has to do so much with the writing as well. Sam. Hey, buddy, how you 
Who the heck are you? What are you talking about? I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. Uh, why, of course I am. <laughs> you're Santa. What song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Uh, happy birthday, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how old are you, son? Four. You're a big boy. What's your name? Paul. And uh, what can I Paul, get you for Christmas? Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake? Yes. How'd you like to be dead? Huh? <laughs> no, he's kidding. You stink. I think you're going to have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. Okay. He's <gasps> 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 a monster! Now, I don't think John Favreau wrote this, uh, or he co-wrote the screenplay. Gosh, dang, I it didn't don't come believe fast he enough. did. I feel pretty confident that he wrote half of this. Hang on I got you. Uh, you. David Birnenbaum. He's the only one Baron who's credited for writing it? Yes. Okay, well, I'll back off, but whatever. John Favreau still just does good, solid <laughs> movies, and, and it's what you said earlier, Brandon, is just that this is one of the few that really, really stand out. Like there's a couple other I can think of, say like how the Grinch stole Christmas, which I didn't care much for, but I know a lot of people like give it a lot of good turns on it. Like for someone who's a big, you know, Jim Carrey fan, I didn't like Jim Carrey in that movie, but actually a lot of other people liked it. Um, I love Grinch. I actually put the polar express on my honorable mentions as a, this movie's not good. I hated Polar Express. I hated the Polar Express. It was boring. But because yeah. it's based off of a book and it was such kind of a lot of buzz around it, uh, I mean, I thought it was terrible. But like, I when I think of Christmas movies that have come out since 2000, this is the only one that really stands out. Yeah, and like absolutely. what you said, for I think decades to come will be a classic. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely an iconic Christmas movie already. Yeah. yeah Ed, so good. And um, uh, I can't think of anything else that we haven't already mentioned in it. But um, just a good... Just a great Christmas movie. Great I, Christmas movie. I think Buddy the Elf has become like has earned a place alongside Ralphie and George Bailey and oh, Kevin McAllister yeah. as yeah. like greatest Christmas uh, characters. Yeah, Agreed. which is a huge feat unto itself it if you think about it, um, because it's a you know a fictional character that was created in the past. 10, 15, you know, 15 years ago, and it's already alongside these great names of, of iconic Christmas movies. Um, well, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty positive that they already have books from this. Uh, there's a spinoff uh, movie that came out in 2014, animation, called Elf, Buddy's Musical Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, it just kind of goes to show you what what they did with this movie, like how, how it really reached, like... Uh, I don't know. I guess how how you can still create Christmas movies, basically. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a three way going for my number five spot that I could not decide between Elf, Scrooge, and Muppets Christmas Carol, and I gave it to Scrooge just because it's so underrated. But uh, Elf really could have been my top five. Yeah, it's a great movie. Rachel, your number two favorite Christmas movie of all time. My number two is Christmas Vacation. We Boo-hiss. I know, I know. That's I crazy. and I do understand that it is a little bit darker. This was one that my family 
it, my dad. My dad really liked Christmas Vacation for whatever reason. Um, Your dad liked those kind of like Steve Martin, he does. Chevy Chase, yep. he was big uh, into Blues this. Brothers style movies. Yeah, yeah those I are can his see favorites. That totally. So we watched this a lot, and most of the jokes went over my head when I was a little kid, so <laughs> they weren't concerned about that. Um, I still love to this day. I think it's hilarious, and I normally don't like darker things especially when it comes to like christmas i don't i don't really want to watch like dark christmas movies uh but somehow i guess maybe the nostalgia that i feel for it it does give me a warm feeling because i associate that with watching it with my family to me so many different quotable things in it and things that carried if you watch if you liked the other national lampoon movies like the early ones there's jokes that come into play in those two so there's a little deeper stuff there if you liked vacation and stuff like that which we watch those but not as much as christmas vacation um but i don't know i just i thought it was really funny i think brandon's wrong yeah it's really kind of strange that you don't like this i mean like i didn't you you, you, you like to make the argument that it's like you know bad characters i'm not a fan of those but that you do come up with other movies sometimes where you have crappy characters so i kind of had to like this is one that really i think does surprise me because it it is such a classic in a way and sometimes that's due to like you just thinking it's overrated or things like yeah, that yeah I, I really so. just don't, i really don't like i think it's fine i like i said i think it's funny i do think it's funny like i like it like in a vacuum if you were to ask me do i like christmas vacation i'd say yeah it's a funny movie but then do i think it's as great as everybody thinks. That's where I differ. I just don't think mm-hmm. it's as great as everybody else thinks. I also... Oh, that, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, I really like this song. I like the Christmas Vacation song, Hip Hip Hooray for Christmas Vacation. Am I the only... Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I didn't if grow you up didn't watching that, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Um, the only thing, the only criticism of I have of this movie is I really didn't like the neighbor storyline. Do you... It's what so are your random. thoughts on that? I don't like Elaine and... <laughs> I can't whoever the her. whoever the male actor was, yeah. I mean, I thought it was just hilarious because because Clark is such a doofus, a such an unknowingly klutz. Yeah. It just fits perfect <laughs> to their snobby characters who have everything that's coming to them. Like, yeah, there's was probably no point in it. He probably could have gotten away with them. Like, honestly, not even being in the movie, and he still runs a tree or whatever through their window. But you could probably, from the camera point, do it from the outside and still be funny. Right. But just because you have these people that we don't like, in a way, they're kind of antagonists from a certain perspective. And that it gives us someone to root for Clark more so, being this klutz and and that sort of thing. I see what you're saying because they're not good people. No, they're terrible people. But in a way, it's just like, you know, it, it... it's like good they got what they deserve in a way True. so so there's, there's that perspective I guess I also think there's like some subtly funny stuff in here that maybe that I laugh funny. every single time and I don't know how many of these jokes people actually pick up on yeah. just like the part um, where there's that model that has the thing that spins on it and Cousin Eddie just picks it up and it just falls apart like <laughs> little things like that I find hilarious and I don't know if anybody else even notices little things like that but they consistently crack me up every single year when I watch it so. well another great thing too um, about the, uh, about this movie, are they, like the the older actors that are in this that played like the grandparents or the aunts, yeah. Uh, Doris Roberts, who I'm a huge fan of from the uh, Everybody Loves Raymond se- yeah. series, um, and the grandfather is he a, or is he an uncle? But it's Lewis, yeah, uh, played by William Hickey. Uh, you know, One you know, burning the, the toupee, fire, always yeah. had a cigar in his mouth. Uh, the the aunts, I mean, like. There, it, that's why I say it's the subtle like details that really kind of makes this movie stand out for you know for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's just really well done. This is a situation I think where this sequel, if you want to call it a sequel, is better than the original. Yeah, I do agree with that. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm Brandon's kind of been zoned out for like no, 15 no, no. minutes. No, no, I was listening, y'all. Uh, I was kind of surprised that you guys because they're kind of disrespectful to their parents. Not in the not in the Christmas one. They are in vacation and stuff like Were that. Were you guys allowed to watch those though? Not it. I mean, we watched them, but not as much. We were allowed to watch Home Alone. We oh, just okay. didn't watch it every single year. Oh, it wasn't gotcha. one of my parents' favorites, so we didn't consistently watch it. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, the kid actually the kids in Christmas Vacation they don't do a whole lot. Uh, there's a little bit complaining like, oh, I don't want to give up my bed for you know whatever like normal Christmas movies. But the kids actually didn't play a very big role in Christmas Vacation at all. Hmm. I think this movie cracks me up. Anyway, <laughs> Brandon, your number two. My number two. I I could be. We didn't even talk about the woman in the red bathing suit. You don't uh, even like that. Uh, yeah. No. I, uh, yo, that's classic. Like that's classic. Movie. Clark. I like Clark the movie. Just like, like I would about, give it anyway. a thumbs up. I like the movie. I just don't like it like everyone else likes well, it. Uh, well, anyway, I'll look at Rich. I mean, it's just classic Clark going <laughs> off in this crazy world. You know, I mean, that's a just great moment. Can I show you something? I was just uh, smelling, smiling. I was just blouse browsing. <laughs> for your wife or your girlfriend? Uh, what? What happened? <laughs> Oof. <sighs> I guess it wouldn't be any. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are, harder than they are. Ooh, it is warm in here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? Because it's cold out. Yes. Yes. It is. It's a bit nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple? <laughs> uh, there is a nip in the air, though. Can I take something out for you? Just, uh, I was just looking at something for my wife. God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, no, she's not dead. Yeah, we're just divorced. She's history. <laughs> and obviously she doesn't wear underwear. And there are plenty of shopping days left until adultery's adulthood, which is to say Christmas as a mule, mule log. Not a log. I don't have a log, but I mean, you know, just, if I had a log, not in the sense that you think I said I did. <laughs> Good golly. Tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. No shit. Okay, now, sorry. Is that, it's Misty's favorite Christmas movie. Really? Okay. Yeah, it is. That's weird uh, for her. Did she watch it growing up? Yeah, she did. Okay. Watch it growing I think up. You already has... mentioned Jelly in the Month Club. Yeah, and that's I mean, a great joke. Yeah, I mean, there's if we're going to go through, and I didn't mention the Morty the Moose mug, which I bought for my dad last year. I got him an official <laughs> licensed Morty the Moose mug so he can drink his eggnog out awesome. of it. I didn't grow up with movies, w- so I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, like, so you don't know remember? Like, there's, I do. I do remember okay. that. Yeah. I was going to say that. Was, <laughs> but I would never been able to pull that out of my pocket. And that was another it. That was another carryover <laughs> from vacation because they went to Wally World and they yeah. got those mugs and then it was in Christmas vacation. So there's that. Anyway, back to you, Brandon. Oh, no, it's okay. My number two, uh, I could be wrong, maybe, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is coming up uh, maybe on both of yours. Uh, my number two favorite Christmas movie of all time is A Christmas Story. Boo. Not Die Hard? 
Not Die Hard. Uh, Those are my stipulations. Or, or, or Gremlins. <laughs> uh, a Christmas Story is um, it's the most nostalgic film. Like you just watch it and you can't help but feel nostalgic. Even though I didn't grow up, none of us grew up in the time period where Ralphie grows up. You're seeing this this boy. You just feel nostalgic. We all felt the things that he was going through. It's a kid growing up. Nineteen um, forties. Yeah, in the forties. But you weirdly feel, it feels like everybody's Christmas. That's funny. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that is my number one. It, and it's my number one as well. And okay. your your lead point is exactly how I would have let. Like that is the one thing that really stands out with this movie over other ones. Is it, you just feel like you were there. You can relate to Ralphie yes. so much, and and not even having been alive in that time period. Yeah, well, we can all jump in here since it's going to be your next, the next two, anyways. Uh, but yeah, it is, and you feel, and and it's such a perfect blend of comedy, great writing, feeling all the things that you feel when you're a kid about Christmas and about your your mom and your dad and your brother and school and all those things. And there's so many iconic scenes. I mean, there's just scene I, after scene if you think about it. I think it's a it. very quotable movie as well. Oh, it very is. much out there with a lot of the other, like, Dumb and Dumbers or whatever quotable movies are there. I mean, like, <laughs> just, just, but, you know, obviously there's the You'll Shoot Your Eye Out. Yeah. Um, and, oh, fudge. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Fragile. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fragile. I just want to state that at this moment, there is an entire thing of leg lamps, an entire strand of leg lamps. Yeah. I have an actual mini leg lamp over there, and yes. I have a leg lamp nightlight in my bathroom. I was pretty so, sure this was going to be your number one. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, like, this, movie. this is, well, people are watching Christmas Vacation, and and um, it's a wonderful life, and some of these other movies like on Christmas Eve on the TNT or is it TBS, whichever runs it on TBS, the loop. Yeah. I watch it on a loop, and I bet I've seen this movie about fifty, you know, seventy times. times. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It could be over a hundred because I mean, you know, you walk in and out, yeah, you're just hanging out with your on. family yeah. all day long, and I just leave it on, and really, no one ever complains about that, no. and, and I love it. Because uh, I can always just go back to it. Uh, there's obviously a lot of nostalgia. Thing. I wanted to bring it back to what Brandon just said. Because while they have like some of these kind of funny, maybe a little bit outrageous moments that happen throughout it. But they, it's the capturing of like his imagination. Yeah. Yep. Cool element. Like his uh, daydreaming yeah, is his a really cool thing. Element was such a cool part of this movie. When it captures <laughs> things of what you think of when you, uh, uh, when you think of a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting in trouble, having soap in your mouth. I never yeah. had that, but I mean, it makes sense. Right. Uh, her cooking turkey and that sort yeah. of thing. Now, you know, dogs running through the house and taking yeah. it. That's one thing, but it does a great job of capturing the father. Yeah, you know? being afraid of your dad. Uh, He's being afraid scary. of your dad. I mean, like, yeah, you don't have situations with the leg lamp and all that usually, but you do have it like, <laughs> like where the usually. dad goes against the mom and says, well, what's that over there, Ralphie? And he pulls yeah. you know, the, red, the, right. the BB gun. He's like, well, you know, I yeah. had when I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, like, I can identify with so much of that. Yeah. So much of that. And and uh, that's why I think it's the best Christmas story, no pun intended, of all time. <laughs> I, I, I think it's I think it's the best. I love this movie. I love it. It's so good. You think it's a better Christmas story than Jesus being born? Just kidding. Man, I, just, I, just, I, uh, I would have no response to that. You got me, Brandon. What do I say? Now I just feel like the guilt I just had. It's so funny. Your face. What do I say? Bar none. The best Christmas story ever. <laughs> 
over the Virgin Mary Christmas and Christ being born. I'm sorry, Jesus. Jesus' story doesn't have any BB guns in it. <laughs> it doesn't. You'll shoot your eye. Yeah. Uh, but another thing, like you talked to, also capturing even like Santa Claus and like that. Yeah, being that scared fear of Santa Claus. Children. There are so many kids that are afraid of Santa Claus, and you think like, I want to meet Santa Claus. Santa Claus is awesome. But then you get there, like you like clam up and you're afraid of Santa Claus. Like and you, you pee yourself. And you, yeah, I never did that. Yes, but, but then also like the bully element and then like him fighting back and mm-hmm. like think of all the iconic scenes from the the the, the triple dog dare and, yes and the, to say licking the licking the, the licking the pole or whatever yeah i mean <laughs> to the bunny suit to the leg lamp to their iconic scene after iconic scene it's a the perfect bunny movie suit. gosh good call <laughs> exact exchange and nuance of phrase in this ritual is very important. Huh, are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid pole that's dumb. That's cause you know it'll stick. You're full of it. Oh yeah? Yeah! Like double dog dare ya! Now it was serious. A double dog dare. What else was left but a triple dare you? And finally, the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple really dog dumb. dare. I triple dog dare you! Hmm. Schwartz created a slight breach of etiquette by skipping the triple dare and going right for the throat. All right, all right. Come on, Karen. Well, go on, smartass, and do it. I'm going, I'm going. Flick's spine stiffened, his lips curled in a defiant sneer. There's no going back now. This is next. Thug? Did you say it, Rach? Every scene in it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, he's pink nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. It's just so good. It's so good. I, I kind of want to watch it right now. Ovaltine, the Ovaltines. Yeah. I mean, like that. Every <laughs> How t- upset he was when the whole thing <laughs> just said drink more Ovaltine. Well, and another thing I loved about this movie is they weren't afraid to make this kid a real character. He wasn't like this. He was a sweet kid, but then he he was rough around the edges. He was a little mean sometimes, but he was really sweet sometimes. Like, he had a mouth on him sometimes, yeah. we, obviously. He... We discussed this, I think, in E.T. When kids cuss, that's for real. Yeah. And so yeah. when they do that to this character, yeah. I mean, that's like, I could totally identify that. I mean, I cuss behind my right. parents' back. <laughs> yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> I think they perfectly captured. It just so happened to be in a Christmas movie. Yeah. But even if this was just a, a, a movie with a normal storyline that wasn't set at Christmas, they just perfectly captured the essence of being that age and what that means and how that feels. Yeah. I think that's a good way to end it. Thank you. So that's your, both your number ones. Now it's time for my number one, which is, uh, home alone. Home alone. Uh, my all time favorite Christmas movie. Um, we talked about it a little bit already. Uh, I've talked about home alone quite a bit on this, the show, which is weird for this. Well, we just saw it recently in the theater Christmas too. Movie. Yeah. So it's just, then it got brought up again. Yeah. It, listen, I, 
nothing gets me in the Christmas spirit like Home Alone. The soundtrack is perfect. Like, oh, so is, good. There is not a better Christmas soundtrack out there than Home Alone. And it's not just, I mean, it's half because of the the, the standard John Christmas Williams, classics. Right? So what? John Williams did the music. Is that right? Uh, yes. But I was going to say, like, but the score itself, um, like, it's now Christmas music. The score of this movie. It is, is Christmas, Christmas music. music. Yeah. That's, that was original? Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. original. Never, yeah. yeah, it's original. The it's original theme. That, yeah. Yeah. But it's become a Christmas. Yeah. But it's yeah. become a Christmas classic in and of itself, just that theme song. But, like, from the original score to the standards, like the classic Christmas standards. The score was, the score was just, nominated. Yeah, yeah, it was such. I mean, for yeah. a, a comedy kids Christmas movie to be nominated for best was score, it somewhere in my memory is that what it's called? Yes, um, but it's. I will be playing it at the end of this. Oh, yes. so yeah. yeah, yeah, so good. And Macaulay Culkin, I'm I'm going to say this, and I will fight anyone on this. I seriously, th- even though this is crazy because it's a comedy, I think that Macaulay Culkin gives the best child performance of all time. <laughs> Super shallow washing every body part with actual soap, including all my major crevices, including in between my toes and in my belly button, which I never did before but sort of enjoyed. I wash my hair with the Don't Formula shampoo and use cream leaves for that just wash shine. I can't seem to find my toothbrush, so I'll pick one up when I go out today. Other than that, I'm in good shape. Normally, I, I would argue that. I mean, I can think of a couple, but that's a pretty good one. Because you would normally equate it to like dramas, like say Kramer versus Kramer, the kid in that, or maybe or E.T. Elliot and E.T. Elliot and E.T. Haley Joe Osment, Sixth Sense. Oh, but, right, right. But 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 Macaulay good one, Culkin though. in this, his comic timing and delivery is like it's almost it's too perfect. impressive for a kid. Yes, like there is no way a kid should be able to deliver the lines like he delivers them and have the facial. Well, I mean, he- expressions and reactions like it's like it's like a trained comedic actor of like 40 years like i mean he is so good in this it's ridiculous i can't argue that actually I think he really was the same point. in uncle buck which i'm sure is why he got home alone right yeah no he's he, he is hilarious in this he is so good in this uh, and then of course joe pesci and daniel stern are, are great as the wet bandits they're really hilarious um we say it before but in case you never listened just know that this is the same year that goodfellas came yeah. out so you shows know you joe pesci range. shows you the range for him yeah uh it's it's a it's a great great movie uh written by john hughes boom that's right. all you know but then directed by chris columbus yeah. like all this talent going into this and it was the biggest movie in 1990 as far as the box office goes it was a huge hit it became a christmas classic um, you know, whereas we talked about how Elf is the only movie that, like the past 20 years to really become iconic. Then if you go back a little bit further, I'd say that Home Alone is the only movie of the 90s to become iconic. Maybe I, you could I, say I, Santa I, Claus. That's the, the only Santa one Claus I have on my, on my honorable be, mentions. Would be as well. Because that was a very unexpected good Christmas it movie. It was. It was. So there you go. My number one favorite Christmas movie of all time I is think that's Home awesome. Alone. I'll tell you what the, the – my – New favorite thing that I learned tonight, honestly, is what Rach said about it. Yeah. I think that's – I love little things like that. Usually I catch, but honestly, I haven't seen Home Alone in a long Rewatch time. it and look at it. It's really um, impressive. I Honestly, I don't know if I would even catch it now because I expect green, red, and white in a Christmas movie. But subconsciously, like, but your brain catches it, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that 
I mean, blew, I, that just blew me away. That fact. I, I love watched, that kind of trivia. Yeah. I watched that movie for like eleven years without noticing it. So, yeah. but mm. it's all over the place. Pay attention. Well, there you go. That is our list. But we are gonna we count down our top five favorite Christmas movies of all time. But we can't not mention some of these honorable mentions. I'm sure we'll have a lot of um, crossover here. But what are some ones that we didn't get to discuss, Jacob? That I only have three because I had a hard time with this list. Actually, I didn't have a hard time with it. There's just a lot of Christmas movies I don't like. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bad there's ones out there. There's a lot of stinkers, there. yeah. Um, I want a really random one here. It came out in 1970. It's actually, it's called Scrooge. It's another Christmas show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? With I have. Albert Finney? Yep. It's okay. a really good one. It's a really um, good one. Actually, until a couple of days ago, I didn't realize Alec Guinness was the one who played Jacob Marley in it. Actually, I didn't know that. Yeah. I uh, haven't seen him forever. I grew up watching this. My mother loved this movie. Um, and Albert Finney's turn as Scrooge is, is fantastic. Because, mm-hmm. um, okay, yeah, not a musical. It's been a long time. I mean, yeah. it's been like since the 80s since I've seen this movie. But it was definitely, actually, this is my five spot before I thought of Bad Santa. Really? Um, because I watched this every year for 10 years. And then it just kind of disappeared, probably because it probably didn't exist on DVD. Um, but but Albert Finney, is a, it's just a really good, actually, it's kind of a dark Christmas scale. It is. It is it's a little dark. spooky, especially yeah. when you have like the, the Jacob Marley scene, ghost scene in yep. it. Um, and the death scene, the, the ghost of Christmas future. I don't remember it. Um, I believe he was pretty haunting or a little intimidating, I'll say, mm-hmm. especially for a Christmas carol. Right. Um, yeah, just more of a skeleton. Like you see skeleton hands popping out. <laughs> Not like any uh, Muppet Christmas carol. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they actually un- un- unhoods a mask, it's a oh, little, yeah. it's a yeah. little dark. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was just one. Of, it's just another good version of this story. It's just, it just was a <laughs> Charles Dickens classic. You know, it's hard to screw that story up. I get to is there really a Christmas story movie that sucks? It probably is one somewhere, but I can't think of it. Yeah, so. I can't think of one either. You know, what? I didn't think that the Jim Carrey a Christmas Carol was very good. Oh, that's that would probably be it. Yeah, it was, it was, was pretty lousy. Good. I actually really liked Grinch, but I did not like a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, we did just kind of briefly say the Santa Claus. I thought Tim Allen was perfect in this. He movie. was. He was great. He was great. Like you said, completely unexpected. It's, yeah, surprisingly yeah. good. I know that was when he was on his run in Home Improvement, but when you kind of just see the transition of you know tim allen to trying to shave his face and then the yeah. white beard kept popping back yeah. in. it's really funny movie and actually the not premise a, is not really a bad cool performance too. by a kid actor for which which really kind of a you know it's a kid movie in a way yeah. but it's a good christmas story and it's really tim allen premise, who does uh, who behind does. it you know what the santa claus is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's been and honestly it's been since the 90s since i've seen it but yeah. i remember i really enjoyed it and i watched it a lot in the 90s um I said my piece about the Polar Express. So I won't bring that up. And yes, Sucked. I have Home Alone on here. Yeah. Um, I think Home Alone is great. Yeah. Um, but it really wasn't until I started hanging out with y'all doing this that it's really been brought to my attention, like how great of a movie it is. But yeah. because I never think about it regularly, I can't put it on my top five. Right. Yeah. Um, the last one I would say, and it's the, it's one of the stipulations that Rach had, I believe, but it's the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the 1964 claymation movie. Oh, it's, I grew that's up my uncle's that favorite. I grew up watching that yeah. movie. I mean, there's so many. Look at that. I mean, remember him? The, oh, uh, the no, Abominable it's, it's Snowman. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love um, that. Yeah, Rudolph is amazing. There was, what was amazing it, was stop motion, which right. was really kind of revolutionary. Rudolph was probably my favorite, even above like Frosty and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like, there's a couple more favorite. that pop up on IMDb when I when I click on this, and Frosty the Snowman is one of them, which I remember watching those movies. They were really, really good. I think if you showed 
two to five year olds, two to seven year olds. This movie is now. I still think they would like it. At least I, I know my nieces and nephews oh, yeah. would. It's not terribly done. It's, I mean, it's no. not. It, even though it's nineteen sixty four, don't dismiss it. Um, and I'm not saying to you. It's. Too, st- I mean, it's still listening. a really good story. It's a classic it's, story. It's a fun. Yeah, it's a classic story. In fact, gosh, has there even been an updated Rudolph movie? No, not and they no, better not, not touch it. It's perfect. <laughs> Rudolph's a but sweetheart, it's, but it's such a. I mean, that's talk about all the reboots that there ever were. It's kind of crazy. There's never it really been a true that, that, Rudolph reboot. You know, that's, that's weird because they did redo Grinch, obviously, but they never touched Rudolph or Frosty. Yeah. Anyway, well, they do them as these terrible Frosty horror movies. Well, yeah. That whatever. All right, that's it. All right, Rachel, your honorable mentions. We pretty much covered all of mine. Again, there's there's the ones that really stand out, and then there's like a whole bunch of mediocre ones, yeah. and then a bunch of bad ones. Um, but I did really like the Santa Claus. I'm glad that got brought brought up because yeah. that's another one that if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth watching as something different to watch. Yeah. Um, if I could have included it, I would have included Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, it, um, it is set at Christmas, and there's a lot of Christmas stuff going on. This is true. Um, I and I do like it. Also, didn't count, but I do like the original animated Grinch. Oh, oh yeah, good yeah, call. yeah. I think that oh, that's is, a, it's is a, really really it's a good. classic. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And that's all I got. Uh, my honorable mentions again. Um, talked about Elf. Uh, like I said, it could be my number five. Muppets Christmas Carol could be my number five. And Surviving Christmas could have been. I love all those. I wish almost we could have made a top ten because I hate leaving those three out. I also really love Grinch. We just kind of quickly talked about it. I actually thought Jim Carrey was hilarious as the Grinch. I thought he made a good Grinch. And I thought you know his physical comedy. Uh, lent itself really, really well to the Grinch, and um, I, I love like the scenes where he's by himself or he's with the dog. I think there's are some of the best scenes, and like the whole like he's talking about whether he's gonna like what's he gonna do today. Oh, I got self loathing. Oh, I can't break that. Like, there's so many funny. Yeah, Jim Carrey's things. facial expressions do. Are good. Yeah, they are. It's been a while since I've seen it, but looking at the pictures now, it's like, yeah, you're right. He was really good in it, and and I like the soundtrack. Actually, I thought the soundtrack was really good. I love the little Whoville, especially the little girl was adorable in it. So cute. Actually, Oscar winner for best makeup. Yeah, yeah, the makeup was technically. You should love it just from a technical standpoint. I think the only reason this movie. Well, I appreciate the art. Yeah, the the costume design, obviously the makeup, but really, I think. What stands out more is the costume design. Yeah, the costume design. So I do great. appreciate that. And I th- and it made a ton of money. I think that the the only reason it got kind of an eh from the critics was because it was a take on a classic. And anytime right. you take on a classic and kind of commercialize a little bit, it's going to get a little bit of negative reception. Did, did you mention that it's, that Ron Howard directed it? Oh yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. But that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, so obviously directed great. And uh, my last one. Oh, and I also have the Santa Claus here. But the last one I'm going to bring up. Uh, that has to be brought up on a Christmas mu- uh, movie list. It's probably the second most classic Christmas movie of all time. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that we didn't, but honestly, I saw it once when I was a kid and I don't remember it. I actually love Same. it, and, and I don't know... I know my the, mom loves it. It's, it's a great movie, and the, oh, the whole premise behind it, you know, whether Santa Claus is, is real or not, it's so well... It's it's a cool take on it, and, and like, you know, you're cheering for this little girl because she believes in Santa... She wants Santa to be real, and all these grown-ups are telling her no, no, no. And to see, you know, basically they put they literally put Santa Claus on trial to find out whether he's real or not. Um, you know, of course, the, uh, they did an updated one, and it was pretty decent. But the original classic, I think there's kind of a bias. I, I hate kind of that we didn't bring up 
a lot. Of, I think a lot of the older Christmas movies. I honestly, I'm not into them either. Like Roman Holiday and White Christmas and God, I didn't and, even think about Roman Holiday. That's and, a great uh, movie. And, yeah, there's there's a lot of really you didn't like good Roman ones. Holiday. Well, I liked it, but not like enough to make my list. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, I, I think obviously it, it looks like the '80s were really great for Christmas movies, um, but I do think. Miracle on 34th Street holds up, and I think it's worth a rewatch. Um, yeah, more so than a lot of those older Christmas classics. I, I would agree with that. I mean, like, even though I haven't seen it since I was a kid, I still know that it's a, you know, it. A lot of people hold it in high esteem. Yes, and probably a lot of probably more well-known um, critics would probably put it on their list. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That is Pulp Fiction, our favorite Christmas movies of all time. Uh, we hope it, maybe if you haven't watched some of these in a long time, you'll rewatch some of those. Or if you haven't seen any of them, or if you haven't seen some of them, that you'll watch those that we brought up as well. I want to quickly touch on Jack versus Indy. Jack, oh, no, I, th- I I wanted to make that a completely separate thing. Not today. I'm not gonna do it today. I'm just saying, like, oh, like, promote, like it. promote it a little bit. Yeah, go. Why don't you bring that up? Yeah. All right. So I watched um, Big, Big Trouble, Trouble in Little, little China, China randomly the other day. And um, texted Brandon my quick opinion about it. We had a quick, pretty pretty solid disagreement. Yeah, on, yeah. on it, whatever. <laughs> pretty adamant but, disagreement um, both ways. In short, we've decided to do a podcast next week where we're going to compare Big Trouble in Little China versus Indiana Jones. And I plan on doing Raiders of the Lost Ark, not the other two. Yeah, movies. we'll do Raiders. So That's Raiders the versus Raiders. Big Trouble. Yeah. And I, and, and I know that I'm, I'm going like, to come with my pencil ready, like my homework done. Good. And I mean, because I can't wait. <laughs> you do that and I'll come with the truth. Okay. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I, I, when I was editing our movie and we were doing our, our most overrated movies, I was really bad about cutting off Brandon. I think because I was kind of caught <laughs> off guard and I wanted to hear his point, but then I had to make mine. And, and really, Brandon <laughs> never got a chance to even talk. About why I felt it was overrated. Yes. Yeah. And well, so I even had a friend text me and say, "Jacob, shut up." <laughs> um, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so, hilarious. Um, I. It's time to get to the bottom of this. It is. It's. it's <laughs> this has been a long going thing. Uh, Jacob loves the Raiders movies. I think that they're vastly overrated. Indiana and Jones movies. The not Indiana the Raiders Jones movies. <laughs> yeah. The indie movies, and I and I kept that under wraps until the overrated list and then you watch a movie that you know in many ways inspired by Raiders of Lost Ark I'll give you that um, but Raiders kind of inspired by Robin Hood and stuff but whatever um, or not Robin Hood uh, I'll do my homework and I'll get back to you no uh, kidding <laughs> <laughs> but that said uh, we're going to come equipped and, and do battle Archie? anyway yeah yes Archie Comics um uh, I believe so. Forget I've read it, it before. He'll do his homework. Uh, do yeah, homework. I'll do my homework. <laughs> but anyways, we're going to argue this, and I'm, I'm actually pretty pumped about this. No. I, I'm, I'm more pumped, honestly, to discredit Indy as much as I am to build up Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I'm going to rip Big Trouble apart. Man. Oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'll be over here eating some popcorn. <laughs> your, Michael, your best Michael Jackson eating popcorn impression? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Awesome. There it is. That is Pulp Fiction. Also, you have a bonus episode this week. Be sure to listen to our Golden Globes, our little bonus edition of the Golden Globe nominees. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fiction.